Hey everyone, welcome to the final, the final episode of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, where the three of us will likely ever be together on this pet. Well, it will be the last time we're together on this podcast. No, you know, I can't speak to the future and what could happen in some other alternate reality where this could happen again, probably under a different show, different topic. Who knows? It's episode 252 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. Five years we've been together doing this podcast. And just as we were having prayer before we started, it really just dawned on me how many conversations we've had over the years. And even though I know that you know, we weren't always together for every episode there. You know, there are challenges when you get three people, three families that are extended and then three calendars that have to work off of those to meet. And, you know, we never missed a week in that whole time. Never a week on a Wednesday morning. You know, had we had we not produced content. And so, you know, I'm super proud of, the, of that fact. And this week we are looking at Andy's final message as senior pastor of the Whole Life Church. And so it's going to be a new dawn and what the future holds. Nobody knows exactly for sure, but I'm, I'm sure we're going to think of something. So this was the final installment of our series, Things to Remember. And if there was something that we were supposed to remember, he gave us three things. And this was the fourth and final. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And I liked the synopsis paragraph said, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. This isn't just optimistic thinking. It is the promised reality of God. However, before we step into the ultimate one at the end of Earth's history, maybe one between now and then would be God's friends finding unity on three platforms. Oh boy, this sounds, uh, I, I love the optimism here, Andy. <laughs> I'm an optimist. I am an optimist. God's friends finding unity on not one, not two, but three platforms. Jesus is the Savior. God calls us to love. And there's a glorious future. Now, after saying that, that doesn't even sound that bad. I think we might be able to pull that one off. And the final statement said, even between now and that final day, God is in charge, and there are many great, big, beautiful tomorrows in our future. Whew. Three things, though. I mean, is there really even – I mean, let's not let's – not, God's friends, I'm a, I took that to mean all of people that would consider themselves Christians or Jesus followers. Not just, We're not talking about just Adventism here, correct? <laughs> right. No, okay. it's just Jesus Christ. Yeah, big, bigger than just us. Is it a possible <laughs> reality, even within Adventism, to, to take all those three on and, and be successful? Yeah, I think so it's I'm not really, sure. really easy to get Christians to come to unity on those three things. Okay. I, I think it's when you start trying to define them more with greater specificity or you just want to push them around a little bit, then you can get major disagreements. I mean, you know, believe that Jesus is the Savior is like, yeah, well, that's pretty central to Christianity. But then you start talking about the nature of Christ, and uh, you can get into some really good big wars. And yeah. then, you know, it's like, you know, he, he calls us to love. There's no question about that. But then who defines who you should love and how you should love and what you should love and the limits of love, and you get all kinds of arguments about that. And then and there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, basically. There's a you know, glorious future. Well, yeah, but is it premillennial or postmillennial? Or, you know, do you, you get into all these, <laughs> these arguments as well? But if you stick with just those three statements, I think there can be a, 
a solidity of unity about those three big, big things. Um, I really do. Yeah, I think that when we get when we get caught up in in trying to define my way of looking at it is different than your way, and and we start creating those barriers. That's that's when all of a sudden these these pieces I think fall apart in a way because the purpose is that those will create those will create you know when we get like say for instance we think about a big beautiful tomorrow um, we sometimes go well I'm I don't want to spend that big beautiful tomorrow if I've got to deal with these people who disagree <laughs> with me <laughs> and we kind of know we kind of know what Moses felt like a little bit then. Yeah, yeah. So I think what we end up, what I, what I feel like Andy's saying, what I, what I hear him saying, which was really kind of a nice way of thinking about it, is that, that we're, we're not asked to figure out those little details. God doesn't ask us to try to um, create polarities and parsing out these things. He just wants us to get on board and say, look, this is reality. This is what's going to take place. I want you to, to abide in that hope. That's where you can find unity. Down the road, you'll figure out what those details are. That's yeah. like us trying to decide right now on what, you know, you believe in the millennial uh, version, the millennium version of this, you believe in them. You know, and yet none of us really knows for sure how this is going to all pan out. We can yeah. say we do. But I agree. at this point, at this point, we get a chance to be in unity on that hope. And honestly, to me, I don't even know that it matters half as much as we think it might, or maybe we've been told that it might. Yeah. If you can agree on Jesus as the Savior, well, who else is? You know, God calls us to love. And that's pretty evident. I mean, he spent his entire earthly ministry not only talking the talk, but walking the walk to, for us to know that that is absolutely the truth. And if we don't believe in the third, that there's a glorious future, then why are we, why are we doing all this? You know, why are mm-hmm. we, why are we trying to set ourselves <laughs> aside to be different and to, you know, show people that there is this glorious future? So, I mean, if you can't unite on those three points, um, man, maybe we've got more problems than we think, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, probably. Well, one one of the things that I appreciated about the sermon, it's, and it's more difficult to discuss on, in, in the podcast format, but I appreciated, Andy, how you kind of gave us a walking history, kind of walked through the history of your time, being that this was, you know, your last Sabbath as our senior pastor, and, you know, that there was 1,400 sermons, 12,000 pages of manuscripts, and trying to pick four things and maybe some different spots <laughs> that maybe led to where the journey of people and of culture. And when you laid out kind of the culture when you arrived to the culture that we have today, you know, even pre-COVID, if you want to talk about as a church still meeting, you know, live and in person without all the side sure. effects of the pandemics and thing. And the one thing, and I had this, I had a discussion on Facebook with someone Oh, probably it, it, we we ended up doing it in private message because you know you can't do it uh, in public because there's too many people that want to throw their opinions in. And when you you told the story about Gary Jimenez, who was working as an OBGYN, and you know the first Sabbath he showed up, he you said he was a little surprised we had a baby dedication for the baby of a single mom, and 
of course, at that time, you know, we're talking about the early 80s here, that the, the girl and her baby might not even be comfortable showing up at church, let alone if they were welcomed. And, yeah. you know, and then you said that year there were five babies from unwed mothers that were dedicated. And that is, you know, I think that these things that at one time seem controversial and I mean, there will don't worry, there still are people that would say that that's very controversial after my discussion uh, with this other person. <laughs> but, you know, for those of us that have just realized that. You know, we ought, we do think too much of ourselves than we ought, and on a regular basis, and that really the distance, if you want to go there, I'm not even saying there is a distance necessarily, but if you want to say that five unwed mothers and Randy are in a different place spiritually, maybe we are, maybe we aren't. Are we Are we worse? Am I a worse sinner, better sinner? No, we're just the same people, and that and that is yeah. where I think we we've, we need more people to realize that we're all just in this in this together and we have to take steps to love. Well, I think I have to go, I have to go back to the sermon uh, back when I talked about trust the gospel a yeah. little bit, because, because I mean, really, if, if, if you really come to believe and, and I have that, that in the great equation of salvation, our part of the equation is to be messed up. <laughs> the, the, you know, we're, the, we're the messy, we're the variable it. messy I one. Love yeah. it. William, William Temple's statement, we've quoted before here, the only thing of my very own which I contribute to my redemption is the sin from which I need to be redeemed. Yeah. Um, and so if if you really come to believe that, then then whether it's you and whether it's me or whether it's the most horrific, gross uh abject, horrible, terrific sin in the world, we've, we're all just contributing our part, which is to be messed up. Yeah. And then yeah. God, because of who he is, he saves us out of his kindness and grace and mercy. And he's the one who declares us not guilty because of what Jesus Christ, our Savior, did. And then we know that we have a glorious future. Um, it's only when we begin to believe that we can contribute in some way to our salvation, that we get discomforted by people loving sinners who sin differently than we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think there is a side of this piece that um, the church or the organization or the club that I belong to has a an identity that's that's uh, greater than the sum of its people, and it, you know that they make it up. And so we have this idea of protectionism when when we see something that well that's a, that that's kind of in a sense that's kind of putting a flaw in our organization and we want to hold it but the organization the church and that's where we have to keep thinking the church is is us as people because when we start to think of the church as an organization then we want to protect that that's that um, that piece that should be you know different than the than the group itself and the organ than the people that make it up. And I think that's what, you know, when, when Gary came in, I think that's the piece that he that he when he he felt so good that all of a sudden we were not trying here to protect an uh, organizational image, that we were saying these are people and we're all people. We're all together and we are messed up and we, we have to learn to love one another. 
I think yeah, that's, we're all flawed. We're all flawed. We're all flawed. And, yeah. and we all make up the church. That's and, who and we are. And, and so the other side, the other side hears us say this, <laughs> and they think, well, you're just telling people they go do whatever they want to. Well, yeah, no, no, exactly. No, no, that, yeah. Don't be crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, the reality is God knows that our lives will be richer and sweeter and happier and more enjoyable if we walk in his ways. Now that's a yeah, license but, to but, sin, but, Andy. But, but they're not they're not salvific. <laughs> We're not saving ourselves by doing that. It's just that life works better if you follow God's rules. That that's just logical. Yeah. But salvation is something that he has accomplished quite apart from anything that we might think we can do. Yeah. And I I know that that comes out that it it, it turns out to certain people that'll just say, well, you're just giving people a license to sin. And, and that's just, it's just what, you know, <laughs> we're watering down grace and we're, we're doing all these things. We're taking God's gift and we're, we're, we're lessening it because it couldn't possibly be what you're saying. And I like, I had a, the opportunity and the pleasure and the honor of putting together all the videos that were played on Sabbath, even though I wasn't here this week, we had, oh, mercy. we had been planning a, well, it was a whole, it really was whole life church, uh, the uh, Trimble Park edition, because it was a, a whole bunch of whole life church members who'd gotten together to go camping. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, great. And, great. That's so cool. And so we, uh, we'd already, you know, paid for the giant group site. And so there was a ton of us there. And so we did, we missed the festivities, but I loved how Mike Fulbright said, you know, I learned a ton from Andy. And the one thing I'll never forget is people over programs. And I thought your message this yeah. week really hit home that that is absolutely what it's about and that if we lose that focus it 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 just changes everything and it becomes so much about everything else other than what Jesus wants out of us and what Jesus wants us to enjoy together and you know the the trip down memory lane with all these people stand to bias people I haven't seen in a long time David Achata and all these just started bringing back all different kinds of memories and then Downtown community, and I just want to mention it because when Heather and I moved here in 01, our theology and our methodology were way different than they are today. And it's because of a handful of people in our lives that have continually spoken into this, you know, people over programs, uh, the downtown community, you know, reaching out and trying to find a demographic that maybe hadn't found a a place to call church or that church might be a word that somebody wouldn't want to necessarily use to, to invite somebody to because of the ramifications or the implications of what that might mean. And, you know, Andy, you've been one of those people. And I've, I've told people ever since I started doing the podcast with you guys that I am so blessed every week to get to pick the brain, be the devil's advocate and and to pick the brain of Andy McDonald and Jeff Sincomoni every single week for five years. And, you know, the the way that I have grown as a Christ follower has so much to do with the way our church and, you know, pastors, other pastors that have been in my life since moving to Florida, but really the last five years have really shaped this idea of how we should love people. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart that, you know, we've talked about how come we don't do, you know, if you mentioned in your sermon, how, you know, we're, I'm going to give you a little revelation right at the end, just as a, <laughs> just as a little parting <laughs> knowledge. But yet, you know, to, for people that would ever discount 
And I remember one one episode. I wish I I looked, tried to figure out which one it was. I've listened to a ton of our episodes over the last week, and I couldn't find it. And someone had written into us and said, "When are we going to start talking?" And it might have been the meat and milk series. Now that I think of it, and I think I'm I think I'm I think I missed it. <laughs> and someone said, "You know, when are we going to start getting into the you know the meat, uh, Daniel on Revelation?" And and you said, "You know, not not trying to be mean to anyone, not trying to downplay your concerns." But until we learn to be a better group of lovers and get this love thing correct, we're just going to keep talking about it until we get better at it, until we get enough, you know, until we do it well enough that we can start, you know, really taking on those other things that, you know, really come after it if we think about it. And just that whole that whole series. And we asked all these people to, you know, send in a video with what that series. And I think to me, that series was one that maybe has been the most impactful to me out of all of the series that we've done. And um, remembering at the end of the day that no matter what's going on, this is uh, this is, you know, this is going to this is the, the, the beautiful big day. That's what we're waiting for in one way or in every way. Yeah. Yeah. This is so good. <laughs> You know, one of the things from that series that you brought up, and I think that was a, a really important piece, was we had, and I think we said that in that series, is it was it was always flipped yes. around. We always thought the meat was the milk, but the milk was actually where the meat was. Yep. We, you know, everybody says you're saying grace is the milk, but it actually that's right, the meat. right, and and that was that was a hard thing for people to swallow, but. They eventually got it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's still it's still an easy one to flip on its head because it's just you know, it's just right. our nature to do so. But as I thought about it, I couldn't think of one I was like, Oh man, you know, we've done every single one of these as a follow up. And so I'm trying to think to myself, five years, that's a lot. And I started going through because we're gonna start re releasing some of the old episodes within a series context so people can go back and check out series of the podcast. Mm, so that's yeah. on my thing. I've, I've been working through that. And I was trying to think of one. And then it was like the meat and the milk, because I remember thinking before that there was times when it just nothing, it just didn't click the right way. Not that I didn't know it, not that I didn't understand it, but then it was something when you look at it that way, that like Jeff, you just said, we flipped it and the grace is the meat and the other is the milk. And then when you start actually living that way and you think that way and you view things and everything else that comes in it is seen that way, it really changes how you look at other people and how much more you want to give them grace, even when you don't feel like it or when you don't not sure you need to. It just kind of becomes the default. And I think that's what it's hard to see. To me, it's hard to see the importance of this beautiful tomorrow if we don't get this part correct. Right. Yeah. Right. That that yeah. was just so good. True, true, true. So, so good. You know, there's a, there's a ton of things that, you, you know, we could say, we didn't say, we might say, we should have said, but at the end of the day, it was just, you know, the last five years have been an amazing part of my life to be again here with you guys every single week. And for those of you that have listened and many of you have been listening since the beginning, some have joined in between some even lately, um, but the, the the last four that we've done here in this series, the things to remember, those are just four really solid things. I'm glad we ended Andy's tenure this way in that it was four things out of everything else we could have talked about. These four things are so important 
and they all just, you know, the way they all work together, like we even talked about today, they all work together so tightly, so closely knit. And if we could just remember these four and kind of keep that in the, in the, in the forefront, we're going to be ahead of the game. And this week, I, I thought one of the whole life take. I love the all of the whole life takeaways. Don't miss them. Go to our sister podcast. Swipe up in the show notes. It is speaking of grace. All of the takeaways are there. But this one said, "How much do you trust Philippians one six that God, who began a good work in you, will bring it to completion?" And there was a long time that I wasn't sure that I actually truly believed that because. Boy, sometimes it doesn't seem like there's much work going on except counterproductive work that I'm piling on that then we have to go back and do more work to. But at the end of the, <laughs> at the end of the day, I have to admit that the more you think about it, and I have to trust it because if it isn't true and if he's not going to complete that work, then it's all for nothing, right? Then the big beautiful day is all for naught. And yeah. so well, you know, I think that's so true. <laughs> and I and so it's one of those it's one of those faith things that I just loved because you know how much do you trust it? And the more I thought about it, it's the one that kind of stuck with me and so I would love to hear, you know, are you struggling through this? Is are you kind of like me where you've thought about it in the past and not quite sure? And today more than ever I can say honestly and succinctly that I believe it with all my heart that this is the good work that's been started. I've seen that good work, even though there's so much more work to be done and it will never be done until that new, big, beautiful tomorrow comes. But I do believe it will be completed and I hope you do too. And our final thoughts this week from Andy's message, the last time we're going to say this, but part of he said part of the reasons, this is my fourth thing to remember, is that it will keep us looking in the right direction. Paul said it so well, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. If you can remember that there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, ultimately, and many, many of them along the way, it can enable you, enable you to not get fixated on some past failure or success. Either way, it is behind you. Press on towards what is ahead. Don't fear the future. Oof, man, as we are still, you know, I guess you could say we're, some would say we're maybe at the close or the winding down of the pandemic. You know, some say there's another wave coming as, you know, we're seeing a little bit in Europe, but don't fear the future. Maybe the best, you know, four words we've heard in a while and maybe four good ones that we need to remember moving <laughs> forward too. So, all right, what's, yeah. uh, what's up, com what's up coming, uh, uh, Jeff? Actually, this is uh, Easter weekend oh, right. coming up, and it actually it actually fits what Andy's talk is about. And I and I kind of want to put a caveat yeah. to Andy, not to say that this is what he meant to say. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's okay; we can really let him have it now. He he'll just have to tune in to find out what but, we're saying about him. <laughs> but it's interesting because the beautiful tomorrow is is a it is a bright bright future. We all have a bright future ahead of us. That's the whole yeah. point. But Jesus kept saying over and over, over and over, he wanting to impress that we are still now, the kingdom of heaven is nice. at hand. Yeah. So, so there is this idea that there is this race that we are running. But the, the point is, I don't think the searching 
In other words, for those of us that understand who God is, there's no longer that that searching, that questioning of who we are and who God is. We are, that part is stable. And I think that's the piece that helps us understand that there is hope now and we can live in that hope now. And there's a sense of, in a, in a way, there's a sense of kingdom life can happen right now. Yeah. Even though the tomorrow is bright, we have a sense, we have the, in other words, the race that we run is it is the part that the older brother in that story of God and the prodigals, the, the son who ran away and the son who stayed, it's that part that the older brother never got. And the father, the father kept saying, no, you've been with me all along. This has been the kingdom. This is where you've been. You've been found all along. So that's sort of the idea that um, this next, the next sermon we're going to be talking about is uh, Jesus is, is, is with us. Jesus is here. And Jesus is the destination. Yeah. He's he's not, you know, he's not trying to get us somewhere. He's already been found. He is the destination. Heaven is just the fulfillment. Right. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well, don't don't miss that message because I'll be honest. The first time I heard somebody preach that that message with that focus was when we first moved to Florida. It was Jeff Gang. And one of the, I'll never, I'll just, I can see myself sitting behind the computer in the back running AV. And he said, the kingdom of God is here right now. He said, put your hand in front of your face. And it's as close as your breath right in front of your face. And it's here all around us. It's not meant for something that we can only achieve in the future. There's things here right now that we should be, you know, that should excite us. It should, it should fulfill us. It should, you know, fill us with joy that we need to go tell other people about it. And it really was, it really was a perspective that I that I've kept with me all that time. So I'm excited for us to to not only hear the message, but then come back next week and dig a little bit deeper. Well, Andy, you know, the, there's not much else to say, but thank you for everything that you know. I mean, I've only been here a short time out of the out of the near what four decades that you've been here. But I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together as colleagues here on the podcast, and when I've had a chance to bend your ear here and there at uh, at the church and church retreat and all those things, lots of good memories, even in those short uh, five years. But we will definitely miss you here every week. Well, it's been a pleasure, and I appreciate your hard work. You've done all the work. All we do is just yeah. ask you questions. It's pretty. <laughs> We've had we have had the easy seat by compared to having getting it already. So yeah, you've done a great it. job with it, and hope that people enjoy it uh, even post production now times. Yeah, but um, I'll be anxious to see what comes next. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Next week, it'll be episode 253. It'll be Randy and Jeff. And then um, I don't know if we've talked about it much here, but Ken Wetmore will be our new senior pastor and they will be arriving in a few months. And so we've had just, oh, Andy, what did we talk for three minutes that day about the podcast and different things when we were together in the same room trying to get a video shoot done? And and so I think Ken has a lot of the talents that will would lend great, you know, great things to a podcast. And so we will discuss with him once he arrives. And, you know, in the meantime, we'll continue on. We'll continue to look at the messages each week with Jeff and I, or if someone else is the speaker for guest speaker for the week, we'll include them. So don't go anywhere. We'll still be here and we'll keep you updated as things, um, you know, come into focus as they will. 
So that's going to do it for this week. Thanks as always for listening and have a great week.